Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. It is indeed Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here with Carol Master and our 1130 studios here in Midtown Manhattan. What a beautiful sunny day in New York. Thank you for that. Finally. Finally, finally. Hey, coming I bring you good weather. Uh, Taking all the credit. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk with the CEO of Strava. If uh, you're an athlete, you're going to want to stick around because they've got an app for athletes. Do you use it? Uh, Yeah, I've used it a lot today, in fact. He did a lot of running. Hey, uh, someone else who's been running around a lot covering uh, the top business stories and the trading session is our own Charlie Pell. Let's get the latest. All right. Earnings after the bell. Lots going on uh, today. And, of course, we've got it all covered right here on Bloomberg Radio. But let's begin with earnings after the bell. CBS Corp. Take out the Super Bowl. And CBS had a pretty good quarter. The owner of the most watched TV network in the U.S., CBS, today reported sales of $3.34 billion. Yes, down from a year ago. But did surpass the $3.28 billion average estimate of analysts. CBS shares after hours, they're up 1.6%. Herbalife is soothing investor fears that last year's settlement with U.S. regulators will crush its growth. The controversial nutrition seller raising its adjusted earnings forecast to as much as $4.45 a share, up from $4.05 previously. Herbalife's first quarter sales and profit also beat analyst estimates. Shares up now by about 7%. Mixed picture for equities today. The Dow was down. S&P and NASDAQ both advanced. Ryan Dietrich is senior market strategist at LPL Financial. He was our guest today on Bloomberg Markets, and here's what he had to say about the outlook for equities and that whole idea of sell in May and go away. It is a post-election year. Out of the four-year presidential cycle, the post-election year has the best returns from the May to October period. So, you know, these are just two little things, but when you consider how strong a lot of the, the again, our opinion, the earnings still look good. The valuations are stretched, but not all the way. Still a good deal of skepticism, in our opinion, on the market. We, we would not suggest selling in May going away this year. There's still a lot of opportunity, we think. The S&P 500 index up a point, a gain there of less than one-tenth of one percent. The Dow down six, little change there. NASDAQ advanced two points, up by about one-tenth of one percent. The tenure down 9.30 seconds, the yield 2.35 percent. Gold down 19.40 the ounce to 12.29, down one and a half percent. Crude oil, big story, down 4.9 percent, 45.48 on West Texas Intermediate crude. Brent breaking $50 a barrel, breaking 49 48 41 down 4.7%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser along with Corey Johnson in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York. This is Bloomberg. <laughs> James Quarles joins us right now, the CEO of a company called Strava. What is Strava? Well, it is a business and an app that's focused on runners and cyclists and participants of other sports. It's a social media a network for athletes and a network that I was on this morning. I'm happy to say, James, although I'm kind of hurting from a long run today. But uh, you're the new CEO. Congratulations. Yes, that's right. Thanks so much, Corey. I appreciate your running this morning. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, what do you? T- t- how do you explain to people what's, as, as you tell people, "Hey, I got a new job. I left Instagram. I'm on Strava." Well, they're like, "What the heck is Strava? What do you What do you tell them?" Yeah, I mean, I think the simplest way is it's a social network for athletes, as you said, runners, cyclists, uh, 
uh, I also tend to swim, people with indoor exercise. Um, so we have millions of people who upload their rides and their runs into Strava on their smartphone or their GPS device. There's lots of partner devices. And then, you know, the, the social aspect of it is being able to congratulate, give kudos, provide comments, take recommendations from other people. You are taking over as CEO of uh, Strava later on this month. What did you want to know about the business before kind of agreeing to sign on, beyond the obvious? <laughs> uh, no, it's a great question, Carol. I mean, the first thing, obviously, is to look at the, the product um, and the communities, the global community. Eighty percent of the audience are outside the United States. Um, the passions of the people who use it, it's, it's amazing the number of people in the last uh, you know, three days since I've, I've shared this news have come to me and said, this is an unbelievable product. Those are very good signs. But then also the potential. I mean, as I talked to Mark Ganey and Michael Horvath, who uh, founded this company, are still so active and involved, their mission is much bigger than I think what this uh, app is today. They really want to be the place where you inspire athletes, unlock their potential, um, and build an even bigger community. And so I think that ambition to be one of the great sports brands of the 21st century is what's really attracted me. And I think my experience, things that I've done uh, at Facebook and Instagram can you know, really be applied in trying to help them get there. I watched um, a lot of businesses uh, struggle with sort of what to be for athletes. Um, and, and, you know, you, you look at Apple Watch trying to find a, um, a, a purpose, a killer app. Um, I look at Fitbit, uh, you know, trying to sort of wrestle with how much they want to be focused on endurance athletes and real athletes, or they want to be more for regular people just trying to lose a few pounds and get a little more active. And and I, and I see the same sort of struggle at Strava, where you know, uh, being great for all athletes would be, you know, uh, is it, a nice idea, but what basketball players want, you know, recreational basketball players want, and what cyclists and runners want are very different things. Uh, not least of which, because you know yeah, the, the the tri geeks of of your world, the swimmers, bikers, uh, and and runners, really are about measurement and data, and other sports aren't so much about that. Yeah, I think I think you're right, uh, Cor. I think I think um, we view that there are two profiles of, of athletes: there are competitive athletes, and then there are more lifestyle athletes. The competitive athletes are motivated by you know, very big races and runs and uh, the person-to-person sharing their times and their achievements. Um, I, I think the lifestyle athlete, I consider myself more of a lifestyle athlete, uh, are motivated by different things. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I'm a father of three. I need to just get another activity in. Um, as I said, I started swimming in addition to doing 10-mile runs on the weekend. I think Strava appeals to both of those personas. You have people who are on Strava. You can follow them through these athlete posts as they're training to climb Everest without oxygen, just as much as you see people who are training for their first 10K. And I think we're, we are and we will re- remain the place for both of those people. And the way to do that is to really focus on goal setting. You know, I have always believed myself in the power of setting goals. That's true of, you know, business career as much as it is in a fitness sense. But when you set a goal, uh, you, you tend to be more active in trying to achieve it. But then, you know, combine that with a community of people through whom they can, they can give you nutrition advice or, again, as, as, you know, two working parents, how do you fit more workouts into your day? That, that is where this community, I think, provides potential for people. So that's what this, you know, this vision yeah. is for both personas. James, got to be quick, 20 seconds. How sticky is your site? If somebody comes and joins in, how long do they stay? 
Well, I mean, I think the best is a net promoter score, right? How many people versus the promotion in, say, they would recommend this app, it's at 70. It's a very high net promoter score at 70, and people who use the subscription service associated with it, it's even higher at 80. So I think we have a very sticky app. I think we're going to look to grow it even further around the world and expand the different, as I said, running, cycling, swimming, all the different activities that you can track there. I'm absolutely obsessed with the app, Carol. I use it all the time. Every time I run, it's a... And it's a big motivator, too. I can track my runs and also like see my friends motivating me as well. James Quarles, congratulations on the new gig, CEO of Strava from San Francisco. This is Bloomberg Markets, and this is Bloomberg. It is time for a check on your world of national news headlines. Let's get to Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nate. Hi, Carol. Well, the second time, it seems, was the charm for the Republican health care bill. The House passed it with just two votes to spare. 217 to 213 was the final count. 20 Republicans in the no column. But President Trump says the bill brought his party together. This is a great plan. I actually think it will get even better. And this is, make no mistake, this is a repeal and a replace of Obamacare. Make no mistake about it. Speaking from the White House Rose Garden with dozens of GOP lawmakers behind him, this bill now heads to the Senate. What happens there? The prospects going forward is it's murky. We don't have a clue. Honestly, it's like looking through mud. The reality of it is that the uh, House plan plussed up some of the accounts for the pre-existing conditions by about $8 billion. And so that makes uh, gives us more flexibility on how we handle those folks who desperately need the coverage. GOP Senator Tim Scott speaking earlier to Bloomberg Television. Other Senate Republicans say they're considering setting the House bill aside and starting over completely. Meantime, the Senate has done its part to avert a government shutdown, passing that $1.1 trillion bill to keep the funds flowing through September. This bill includes modest increases for the military and border security, but puts off fights on cutting domestic programs and funding a border wall for later. The wife of Arizona Senator John McCain may be in line for a State Department job. Trump administration official and another person familiar tell the Associated Press Cindy McCain's being considered for something like an ambassadorship at large on a specific issue like human trafficking. Global News, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries, this is Bloomberg.